It's another Sunday night watching the superstars fight. You know it's what we love to do. Talking about NXT or WWE, and we can't forget about AEW. Viewers' choice on the North South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North South Connection. The festivities in the greater Detroit area have come to a close. Ford Field goes dark as uh, Tim and Marcus join you, uh, courtesy of the North-South Connection, for another fantastical edition of Viewer's Choice, where we give you the must-watch, the must-skip, and who the MVP of the night is. Of course, I'm uh, Tim normally producing such your fine podcasts on the YouTube side of the house. And with me, as always, is the co-host of the well-received North-South Connection podcast, video simulcast, WWE War. It's Marcus. Marcus, you look like you've been through it. Yeah, man, I feel like I've been through tribal combat myself. Tribal combat! Tribal combat. Uh, But no, man. Uh, happy to be able to uh, watch a SummerSlam with you, one of my favorite events every single year. Um, I'm happy to break it down with you. Yeah, I know SummerSlam has a special place in your heart, uh, as it always usually falls either a little before or a little after your birthday. So uh, as being an August baby, it's it's fun for you. It was kind of the same way for me with Halloween Havoc growing up as a kid. Like, oh, it's October. Here we go. Um, loved everything about it. Um, but we're here to get right down into the nittiest of the gritties. Thankfully, um, we had a fantastic card, I think, um, at least on paper. Um, there's probably some points you could probably t- take take or leave um, in regards to strength of card. But um, before we give our must watch and must skip, Marcus, do you have the spoiler free version of the card? Absolutely do, of course, emanating from Ford Field in uh, Detroit, Michigan area. Like you mentioned, over 59,000 in attendance to witness uh, 2023 edition of the Summerfest, SummerSlam. Uh, starting off, uh, spoiler free, we have uh, Ricochet taking on Logan Paul. We had Brock Lesnar taking on Cody Rhodes. We had the 25-man Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royal. Uh, in an MMA rules match, Ronda Rousey took on Shayna Baszler for the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther defends the title against Drew McIntyre for the World Heavyweight Championship. Finn Balor challenges Seth Rollins for the WWE Women's Championship. It is a triple threat match featuring Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and the defending champion Austin. Uh, and then we had Tribal Combat for the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship as Roman Reigns looked to defend the title of both Championship and Tribal Chiefdom against Jey Uso. Yeah, man. And when, and when you look on paper, I think, you know, there was a lot of discourse coming into this event of... Some other notable matches that looked like they were brewing heading into this card being left off. Yeah. One being a big-time matchup between Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. They just didn't come to fruition. 
Rhea Ripley not defending the women's world championship against, I guess, seemingly the number one contender being Raquel Rodriguez. Um, and even the United States championship to a certain degree. Uh, SmackDown has invested a couple of weeks of television to determine who the number one contender is for Austin Theory's United States Championship. And instead of having the United States title defended here on the SummerSlam, both Theory and the number one contenders, uh, number one contender Santos Escobar are involved in the Slim Jim Battle Royal. So, um, offhand, even before we get into like the nuts and the bolts, the X's and the O's of the card, like, do you feel that this card could have used one or two or all three of those matches? I think it definitely could have used uh, one more big match, and that, of course, being uh, Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. Um, I think I think the U.S. title uh, has very clearly been built up on SmackDown as being defended post-SummerSlam, so I didn't find that egregious at all. Um, both guys ended up in the Battle Royal. Right. Um, you know... Rhea, while she is an undeniable superstar, they've fallen short of giving her a fresh challenger. And I wish she played a bigger role into what we ended up seeing in the World Heavyweight title match. Um, I feel like she didn't play that big of a role. Um, so I was even okay excusing her having a title defense um, being replaced by her playing a larger role uh, in that match, which ended up not really happening. Um, so that leaves Becky and Trish for me, which has been really ruined since before WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it uh, while the show was going on, but you know we've each been watching wrestling now over thirty years, and um, every instance of a feud starting around WrestleMania, uh, it usually culminates at SummerSlam, or at least uh, has a continuation, right? Right. Um, for, for the match not to be featured on SummerSlam, again, um, assuming that there is not an injury, that there is not a uh, conflict in schedule, or any other kind of emergency um, preventing that match from happening, that was purely just a booking decision. Um, they messed up. Um, if you have a four-hour show and you can't make room for one of your biggest superstars of the last decade in Becky Lynch, and one of your bigger superstars of the last 20 years in Trish Stratus, uh, you've done after. Uh That's how I feel. Yeah, it's tough. I was I was talking to you during the show, but it kind of feels like, do you recall when, like, a time back during, like, the Attitude Era, in which, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock or one of the big-time stars was a healthy scratch? For pay-per-view? Yeah, it just didn't happen. Right. Just just didn't happen. Yeah. And I know we live in a different time. It's tough to compare the different eras. Um, and I'm okay with, especially with um, UFC coming along and showing that you don't need every star on every pay-per-view. But, like, this is SummerSlam. And um, I, think, I think your cornerstones of the promotion need to be present and featured. Um, that doesn't always mean a match, but... In the building. They, they need to be in the building, present, accounted for, and presented on your programming. And, uh, yeah, it definitely felt like a big-time shortcoming uh, not to feature one of the bigger matches that SummerSlam could have offered um, with Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. Considering the fact that we were missing a straight-up women's 
wrestling match. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had the one-on-one with Shayna and Ronda that was MMA rules. And then you had your triple threat match. There was even room on the card for a straight up one-on-one women's wrestling match. Personal issue. Correct. Um, But, you know, we're not here to play, you know, armchair booker. This will probably be a topic of conversation uh, for JT and Aaron in about six years when they run out of what if topics to cover for YouTube. Um, Which, by the way, if you don't already check that out, if you're not already subscribed to YouTube, uh, just look for the North South Connection. Subscribe, ring the bell. Don't miss out on the daily content or the regular content we put there. Uh, a lot of simulcasted content that's both on the pod feed and on YouTube, as well as some uh, YouTube shorts um, as well, or some quick bites uh, for other content. Snackable content. Very snackable content. Mm-hmm. Um, so. While we're talking about snackability, let's uh, take a couple of bites of this SummerSlam card. And I don't want to lead the witness, but before we turn the mics on and I hit record and we startled ourselves with the end of the intro to the song of, of the podcast, you had said something to me that I may hold your feet to the fire on. Yeah. And that is, there's nothing that's must watch. That was my feeling uh, as the show concluded and watching the uh, the highlight reel uh, recap in the show. I think there is one thing that I would I would come here to the table and say is must watch uh, if you're a, a WWE fan um, and looking to check something out. And it's not even an announced match. It is uh, Io Shirai cashing in her money in the bank well, I, don't know who, I don't know who eo shirai oh, sorry. is eo sky there we go there we go. got it uh cashing in her money in the bank uh with the assistance of bailey and uh successfully becoming uh the new women's champion uh on the smackdown side of things and uh getting to see a cool celebration with damage control on the ring uh you know just about one year apart from uh when they returned and uh, united at uh, SummerSlam last year. Yeah, it's it's well it's well over a year that Damage Control had re debuted. That's right. Uh, because SummerSlam July, did fall right. in July last year. So about a week away. Yeah. So there there's a little bit of separation, but still the, the one year return anniversary for Bailey and the debut for Dakota and EO on the main roster. Pretty awesome. Um I would say also, like, if you're going to if you're going to must watch the Money in the Bank cash in, then you probably should must watch at least the second half of the triple threat match, because there is a through line that takes place in the triple threat match that kind of leans into the cash in sure and it's nothing special though it's it's not anything you haven't seen before if you've seen wrestling if you've seen wwe and uh you've seen what money in the bank um angles look like right so but um everything else to say like we've mentioned this before for us must watch is something that we find to be better than average better than good, right? 
and for must skip, it's things that are much worse than average, mm -hmm. you know, uh, things that maybe had a bar of expert expectation that significantly underperformed. So let's look at the show this way. Okay. Um, because I know I don't have anything that's must watch other than Money Bank Cash In. I don't think you have a ton that's must watch either. So what if you're approaching the show from somebody is turning on the show? They mm -hmm. are going to watch SummerSlam. They are going to press play. What would we advise them to skip? Okay. Um I the remind me of what that opener was. The opener, Logan Paul, Ricochet. Yep. I would skip that. Okay. Like, no offense, Ricochet is a fantastic move doer. Like, if you like spectacle a little bit, this has it for you. But it's it, it kind of lacks a little bit. Um, so I wouldn't say go out of your way to see that. Um. I would say watch Cody Brock. I think that while it's not necessarily a perfect match through and through, like there are definitely lull points. I think overall, I think that match delivered. Um, there's definitely a couple of dude rock segments <laughs> in that match. Um, so give Brock and Cody a watch. Um, I would skip the MMA fight. Yeah, well, we had the Battle Royal as well. I would watch the Battle Royal. I would watch the Battle Royal. Because Battle Royals are fun. I would say it was fun. Yeah, I had I had fun watching the Battle Royal. Uh, I had fun at parts of, of Cody and Brock. Um, I agree with you. I think you could skip the opener if you're, if you're going to watch SummerSlam. Um, so that takes us, uh, as you were saying, to the uh, MMA fight. MMA fight to skip. Um, yeah, it's a hard skip. It's. I feel like the only people that have ever done, like work shoot MMA wrestling like in modern t modern time is probably that cage match from Impact with Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle yeah I mean and, and you say modern time and it is modern time but I mean that's 2008 right so that's a while ago so that's almost 20 years right. that's 15 I mean, years ago I would even take stuff like the the dungeon match and the, the lion's den match. Yeah. Like, but those were never, those weren't, I, I would have, I would have liked this match to have taken place in a lion's den mm -hmm. or in a dungeon or even in a cage. Yeah. Like WWE has a fight pit, but yet we do the MMA rules match with a regular referee in a WWE ring. It just doesn't, the apples to apples correlation just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like my head cannon can't wrap around it. Yep. Um, match five we're, was uh, with the Intercontinental title. Gunther taking on Drew McIntyre. I mean, if you like Gunther, like if you're a Gunther holic, if you love Imperium, um, cool. Watch this, but. It's not to say Gunther's not special. I think Gunther is is really is really good. Uh, Drew McIntyre is also pretty good at this wrestling thing. <laughs> um, but to me, it, it 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 was middle of the road. Like, 
It was serviceable. It was good. It didn't exceed expectations, but it didn't like egregiously fall flat. Mm. Like for the build that this match had, which I think is maybe only two to three weeks of TV. Eh. Like right, McIntyre came back at Money in the Bank. Right. That was, that was a big surprise. But yeah, um, I would say maybe feels more like a part one than a full book. Right. But then again, like if Gunther goes up clean, which he does um, in this matchup, then like what is right. And he already got the win at uh, WrestleMania too, and Drew was in that as well. So. Right. So it's like. You're up two nothing on McIntyre. Right. Like what is it what does it behoove Drew? Yeah. Like Drew other than Drew just being a, a a tenacious pit bull about it and needing to go after it. Um but uh so I would I would skip the Intercontinental title match. Um We got our World Heavyweight Championship match, Rollins and Balor. Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, good match having guy match having guys, right? Um to me, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't enough Judgment Day mm. in this match for me. Um, I'm a little disappointed in the outcome because I really want, like, I don't want the World Heavyweight Championship to fall into like the same, the same habit that the WWE Universal Championship is in. Right. Like, we have two different titles. Make them feel different. And like, I get that Seth has been owed this God Run. But in my head, I'm like, there are so many qualified guys that need to hold this title. What's the harm in having them all, like, rotated amongst themselves? Right. And, and marinade through, like, relive, like, the title changes of, like, late the late 90s into the early 2000s. Where, like, guys have it for, like, a month at a time and then flip it and then back and forth. Nobody discredits Mick Foley's three reigns. Nobody discredits, like, anything else. Like, And there's so much TV time, too. Like, you have that extra hour every week that piles up uh, of Raw. Like, what, what's to say, like, Balor couldn't win it tonight and you get a rematch in two weeks on Raw and, you know, pop a number or whatever. Um, yeah, I understand, you know, Triple H's thumbprint. He likes his long title reigns. I get it. It's it's a formula. More times than not, they work. But mix it up, man. For sure, for sure. Um, we get to match seven. Match seven is the triple threat match. We kind of talked about that. If you're into, like, these three ladies and, like, the work they can do, I don't think it's their best work. Um, but... I think the second half of the match, the second half of the match is is kind of must watch, especially if you watch the cash in. Um, so on that note, I may give it must watch, and then of course like tribal combat. We've been big praisers of Roman, and and like mm-hmm. the bloodline storyline, and it's not to say this wasn't good. Um. Much like the Saw movies, this is going to be a weird analogy. The Saw movies, the body of the movie Mm -hmm. is okay to good. And it's always the 
catch ending. Yeah. That's like, ah, that's what I need. I'm ready for part four. I'm tricked into watching the next one yeah. of these bad movies, right? And it's not to say that the Bloodline stuff is a bad movie. It's just the, the hook gets you. The hook gets you. And the hook this time is something that, like, has been teased on this network. It's probably been teased on all the articles you've read. Um, any kind of conversation you have with your, your buddies about uh, where the bloodline can go. Um, we won't spoil that part of it. But as far as, like, it being must-watch or must-skip, like, maybe I would say the same thing that I would say about the women's triple threat match. I would say... The second half of the match. Yeah, I think overall this was still the best match of the night, but, like, I felt like every match tonight, like, got stuck in second gear. Mm -hmm. Um, And that might be by design. Like, WWE has been on a real roll this whole year, really. Um, I think maybe the closest comp to this might be the Rumble, but it also depends on, like, how much you like the Royal Rumble matches. Um, you know, I was I was lower on the two Royal Rumble matches this year. Yeah. Um, this was just like kind of like steady fastball at like ninety one, and yeah. you just got fed like five straight in that bat, and you kept expecting a changeup, and the best changeup is no changeup. Right. I think the couple of other analogies that you could have with this card is you know it's stock. It's, you know, very chalk. Um, you could look at this card for the majority of the th- of the things. I would say, with the exception of the women's triple threat match and the world heavyweight championship match, every other match, I think, was a foregone conclusion prior to coming into the card, mm-hmm. right? Like, you could look and see, you could make reasonable assumption of, like, uh, Logan Paul's got a one-on-one match. He loses too much on pay-per-view. He need, if, if he's going to be a player within the WWE, he needs some sort of win. Right. Ricochet is that type of character or player that can give it to him. You move down the card. You get to the Battle Royal. You pay attention to the Battle Royal. Okay. There's only one guy who's been pushed to the moon. With everybody saying. L.A. Knight. Yeah. Cody and Brock, they're even at one apiece. One guy's going to be here on Monday and one guy's not. Who do you give the end of the, the, the uh, who do you give the end of the rivalry to? Right? Like, common sense gives it to the person who's going to be here on Monday to continue the story. TM. Um. The MMA fight, the worst kept secret in the world is Ronda Rousey's leaving the WWE. Mm -hmm. If this was Ronda Rousey's farewell, of course she's going to put her best friend over on the way out the door, right? Yep. Um, The Intercontinental Championship match. Gunther is 30-something days away from breaking the Intercontinental title reign. Yeah. Why would you just give it away to Drew McIntyre, who's been away for a while, and he just now came back, right? And doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. You skip the two mat the, the other two matches that I mentioned, the world heavyweight title, and the world heavyweight title is in limbo because there was always the money in the bank. Yeah. And then also too with the triple threat match for the women, all three women are so evenly matched, both in status and stature on the card, 
that any of them could have legitimately won. And then you also add the dynamic of the money in the bank contract. And that puts it also in question as well. But tribal combat, we've gone so far with Roman Reigns' story and the bloodline story that having this end on any marquee other than WrestleMania feels lesser than. Yeah. Not to discredit the greatness that is the SummerSlam, but this doesn't end in the summer. The only the, the only wrinkle to that, I would say, is that this started at SummerSlam 2020. Right. And they had the pay-per-view, like, the next week, which I think was technically, like, very early September. So right. This is it was, like, two season. or three weeks away. Yeah, so this is the season that all this got started, and SummerSlam's always a nice marker for being, you know, like, hey, we're in, like, year three, heading to season four now of Roman Reigns' uh, know super duper champion right um so there's always that but you know again if you watch wrestling common sense tells you this ends at a wrestlemania right whether that's wrestlemania 40 or that's wrestlemania 45 right and or 50 or 55 like it what happens if you just don't stop right like what what's the harm right um i think that this card is it's rather good it may be the weakest of all, like you had mentioned before, like off microphone. This might be the weakest of the WWE premium live events this year. Yeah. And that's not to say that the card's bad. Right. Weak doesn't mean bad. I wouldn't say this was a bad show, like start to finish. I would just say this was very replacement level. This was kind of, you're rocking the baby to sleep. 2.5s uh, across the board. Yeah. Like very middling. Um, very what you see is what you get palette cleansing so to speak um curious to see where we go for payback in four weeks um because there are some questions that are left on the table um from tonight um but that's really about it like um, unfortunately um this is one of those ones where um you know to to quote the bible a little bit we would rather you be uh too hot or too cold and not lukewarm, right? This is a very lukewarm pay-per-view. Um, there's nothing that's egregiously bad uh, with the exception of the MMA fight. But that's just because the styles don't work for us, um, but it could work for you. Um, and there's nothing like super red hot. It's all just 2.5s and 3s across the board. Nothing super awesome, nothing super bad. It just is what it was, you know, which is a serviceable, good pay-per-view. And I'll take that on occasion. Um, but WWE better not get in the habit of feeding us this for the next couple of months. Right. Because I'm going to get bored yeah. real fast, Jack. Not going to not gonna work for me, playa. So, yeah, like you said, this was a good palate cleanser. We've... We've had a real strong run of pay-per-views. Uh, I know. I think going back, you know, really all year, um, there's been something like really good um, about every pay-per-view, and this was the first one that was kind of like, eh, it was just all right. So again, it's a palate cleanser. Um, hopefully, it sets the table moving forward. Uh, looking at payback. Uh, which will be, uh, that will be September. I think I just pulled it up. September 2. September 2nd uh, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, PG Paints Arena. 
Um, and I will be at that SmackDown you did for. So that'll be cool. Nice. Fun stuff. But uh, as we wrap up, who's your mate? Who's your MVP? Go ahead. Um, and I might deviate from what we've been doing. Uh, I think as long as we've had people, uh, been doing this, our our MVP has pretty much been uh, written, cemented in stone, uh, engraved as Roman Reigns. But on this night, uh, not that Roman wasn't great. Um, for me, it was Io Sky though. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the cash in and Bailey as well. I guess I should, I should give the whole nom, uh, nod to uh, Damage Control as a whole. Um, for me, that was the highlight of the show. Um, it's going to be the thing I remember most about this event. Um, and yeah, it was the thing I got most excited for. So um, it, was, it was a nice surprise. Um, they did something cool. And I generally think they felt pretty good for the person uh, getting that moment. Yeah, I will go on another journey of that. Um, maybe the other side of the coin, so to speak. Um, my MVP is a person who got credified here um, at uh, the SummerSlam, and that is the winner of the Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royal LA Knight. Whose game is it? Whose game is it? Everybody's saying, you know, shoes of a champion. Uh, see this jacket? Shoes of a champion. Um it's about time WWE actually gave him a little something. Um, the crowd did not disappoint. The crowd was red hot for LA Knight. Um, the eruption of him actually winning was fantastic. Um, so it is, is very fun to see him in that position. And hopefully this momentum can slingshot the million dollar megastar um, into new heights within the WWE. Yeah, I agree because this isn't uh, this isn't like a flavor of the month situation. This has been really eight months now of the crowd gradual growth, gradual growth, um, and it's 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 deafening at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to find a bigger role for him, not overexpose him necessarily, um, but he needs to be a more featured player and has needed to be for a while. I think even going back to pre WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're much removed from WrestleMania now. Um I think pretty soon we'll be at the point where we'll be halfway, uh halfway between manias. So right. um they need to get going with this duty. For sure. They need to get on their horse and ride. And uh so I'm looking forward to that. But of course, let us know in the comments section. Um let us know on Facebook, uh email the show. Viewers Choice Podcast at gmail.com for your thoughts and opinions on what we've got. Um, again, the choice is always yours with everything that we've got going on. Um, we just kind of guide you in the right spot in the right direction. But uh, be sure to check out the North South Connection and everything we've got going on. Podcast on the regular dropping. Wrestling War Zone is, is, is taking off. WWE War is on and popping as always. Uh, no holds barred. Uh, going through another little bit, little bit of change. I'm very excited to see what's up next with JT and Aaron. Um, but then there's a bunch of stuff on the YouTube as well with uh, Ryan Gray and JT and their uh, uh, excellent adventure. Uh, GC Dub, so much other things as well. 
NorthSouthConnection.com is your home for that. Um, if you enjoy what Marcus and I do here uh, after every WWE and AEW pay-per-view, check us out on our regular podcast called Final Wrestling Place over on the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-named-network.com, soon-to-be-named-network.tumblr.com. Um, so many other podcasts on there. I'd like to thank our pot adjacent friends over at Adapts Wrestling and We Need Wrestling over on the on the, the soon-to-be-named network as well. Um, big fans of all of that. So many good podcasts out there, both on and off the network. Give it, give it us a listen. Let us know uh, how you enjoyed it. And we will be back here later this month um, for a Sunday matinee showing of AEW All In from Wembley Stadium. So I'm excited for that. Marcus, I know you're excited for that too. Yes, sir. But right now, all we can say is that no matter what we say, no matter what we, we've given you so far, uh, always and forever, the choice is yours. <laughs>